electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Claire Odumodi. Today on Squawk Pod, investors are bracing for another big day on Wall Street. A Fed meeting and giant earnings reports. But we're keeping a level head. You're taking the tack of common sense. It makes sense. Suddenly. Well, we're trying. It We've been together sense. for how Why long? So finally, some of it's rubbing off. No, no, no. Oh, no. I want to be more reactionary, <laughs> if at all possible. Hulu is open for more political business. Disney has made a big decision for the streamer. Axios reporter Sarah Fisher with the story. The political ad landscape is moving so quickly into streaming. It's a landmine there, and especially for issue ads in addition to candidate ads. And crisis manager Eric Desenholt on the possible fallout. You have a whole country out there that doesn't share certain views. And what these companies have to think of is who do you want as a motivated adversary, the left or the right? Plus, Twitter and Musk have set a date. But Joe Cunning says Elon's social life is much juicier than his day in court. What do we know? We know nothing. We know he says it's not true. We say the Wall Street Journal is standing by the story. It's Wednesday, July 27th. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back you by in three, two, one, cue please. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Okay, let's talk, though, also about shares of Alphabet. They're rising. The Google parent posting earnings of $1.21 per share. It missed estimates of $1.28. Now, revenue growth slowing to 13%. That's down from 62% growth a year ago. The company missed on several key metrics, including YouTube's ad revenue, Google Cloud revenue, and traffic acquisition costs. Overall ad revenue growth slowing to 12%. But... And here's the butt part in all of this. It did beat street expectations. Traders had speculated the stock uh, jumped after the report because investors had been bracing for disappointing ad revenue after weak reports from Snap and Twitter last week. CFO Ruth Porat telling CNBC that currency fluctuations did knock about 3.7 percentage points off revenue growth. That's a story we're seeing um, by many companies now. And she said the strong dollar would hit next quarter's results even harder. As a reminder, the 2022 revenue growth rates are presented against particularly tough comps as we lapped the recovery in the second quarter of 2021 from the impact of the pandemic in early 2020. Going forward, the very strong revenue performance last year continues to create tough comps that will weigh on -on year-on-year growth rates of advertising revenues for the remainder of the year. In YouTube and network, the pullbacks in spend by some advertisers in the second quarter reflects uncertainty about a number of factors that are challenging to disaggregate. I think the the last week's stock chart tells the story on this. All of these stocks got hit so hard after Snap and Twitter. Just saying, thank God we're not Snap, right? I think that's pretty much the story for, for this company. You've already traded off as if you were going to be Snap. Yes, I think everybody yeah. thought that everybody was, all, everyone's Snap, everybody's Twitter. And so the question is, it doesn't seem like Alphabet is that. 
But you can also see a massive slowdown in the business, and that is somewhat suggestive. I mean, people say, you know, are we in a recession? What's going on here? They are a pretty good uh, barometer of what's going on in the universe. And when you think about all the small businesses that advertise or don't advertise, this is it. Get Microsoft and Alphabet to act like that after the much feared results that we've all been talking about in tech. And then you got the market sort of absorbing Walmart's like sort of shocking news and saying writing it off to the low end of things. And you get two, 220 points yesterday. That was very mild. And in the VIX, is 24 and yesterday it got up to I don't know 25 and change but never really that was midday where it looked like it was could get worse but it didn't maybe the bad news has been priced in at I this don't point. know 3920 on the S&P the, the the people that we talked to and it is amazing isn't it I mean it's you can't find anyone who doesn't say we're not we're not going to new lows it's almost impossible that's that's going to be if it does happen, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but that's another 10 percent or more down to 3,500 on the SP. That's going to be painful. That's going to be bloody, and the VIX is going to go higher. And but you don't have companies like I mean, look, Microsoft's going to you know we'll talk about them in a second. They're forecasting same forecast as before. Google not though, right? Right. So you know it depends. I mean, the market is projecting out to what you think the market's going to be or the world's going to look like yeah. 12, 18 months from now. The journal but did definitely in the next six months, I don't think it's going to get any better. Do you think next quarter we're going to be sitting here? I don't know if that's the like we traded to those levels. People know that. Right? No, on the trading, yeah. on the trading yeah. side. The um, journal has our story on all these, uh, you know, Unilever, Coca-Cola, McDonald's. Big multinationals. Pepsi, all being able to, they're still raising prices. They're not, margins are not getting squeezed yet. They're, Although, did you see what any... McDonald's is doing, though, too? They're, they're looking for areas they think they need to add to their value menu in some places to have offerings that will be there for people who are cash-strapped, too. Right. Yeah, so raising prices, it's there, but they're also at the same time when does it, the other half of it. When that. does the medium, the upper medium consumer say, whoa, uh, I, I'm going to stay at home yeah. and, you know, eat, eat, well, eat, if you eat. listen to Visa, not happening. I thought that was actually fascinating. The comments from Amex too. Yeah. The comments from Visa, though, that they're not seeing anything. I still stop and go. Fed policy didn't make sense in the '70s. For me, data dependence still makes sense because I still am not convinced this is a monetary phenomenon. I think it has to do with supply chain, and I still think the T word might come back and be quasi right. That I don't know if this is ingrained Trans in everything. Well, look. Transient? No, transitory. transitory. Sure. At some point, we can always look back and say this is transitory. It could be like transitory over a couple of years. Well, that's the question. Do you think the Fed right now needs to have a plan to go up like above the rate of inflation until they stop? See, I think no, that's No, but I too, think they're low down well, to 4% that's what people want them to do. Yesterday, who was saying it? A, a couple of, Ackman, I think, was saying, look, they got to get a plan and don't waver from it. We got to put this stake in the heart of this right now or else oh, it's going to yeah, be stopping. I, stop I think if the Fed felt comfortable that they could hold the line at 3 or 4%. Well, that's stopping. And that's the stop and go that allows inflation to come back, which puts us back in the 70s. Are you sure we need this cast in stone plan to go up four or five full points. We'll see. I think you need to wait and see what happens. It does seem like it makes sense. Like we, but I, that, because, makes because me, we, that makes me a dove. But I, I can't believe you're actually saying that. That makes me a dove. I know. I, I, said to, I said I don't care if you don't call to GDP. GDP's a recession. A recession. Right? I, I kind of see that 
I mean, people are going crazy that they had the audacity to say that, but this economy is definitely different than, than in the past because of the pandemic, so I don't know. This is why forecasting is so difficult, too, because the consumer is changing so quickly. You're, not, you're, not, it, it, you're taking the tack of common sense. It makes sense. Suddenly taking the tack for... No, no, no. It's are a, you, you know, do you got a little something in your throat again? I have for like th two really? weeks. Really? This is the first yeah. time I've really heard it. No, I have for like two weeks. Okay. Actually, three weeks. It's since, since before I came back. That's the problem. That there are other things that you can catch that, <laughs> that aren't that great either. Uh, short of monkeypox. Microsoft... I don't mean uh, just now taking the tack of common sense. I just mean Well, that's that, sort of what you said. No, it's not. It's, okay. What I mean is, been, like, it we've makes We've been together sense. for how Why long, so finally some of it's rubbing off. No, no, no. No, I, I mean, like, it makes and sense. And I was Why should, you be, Why should you be giving yourself a hard time? <laughs> right. Because I feel sense. guilty. You I should, feel guilty. You should not I feel guilty. Be more reaction. I, I, I want to be more reactionary, <laughs> if at all possible. Microsoft shares are higher. Earnings of two dollars. Less entertaining. Yeah, earnings of uh, two twenty-three a share. Missed estimates of two twenty-nine. First time it's missed in more than six years. The company posted, but whose fault is that? Analysts don't know what they're doing. Uh, posted its slowest revenue growth since two thousand twenty. Also missing estimates, but it reiterated guidance for uh, the next fiscal year on double-digit revenue growth. On the conference call, CEO Satya Nadella. Uh, boasted or at least mentioned about the uh, scoring lucrative contracts for its Azure cloud service. With that, let me highlight our progress starting with Azure. Organizations in every industry continue to choose our cloud to align their IT investments with demand. We are seeing larger and longer term commitments and won a record number of $100 million plus and $1 billion plus deals this quarter. Would you say he was actually boasting or just pointing it out? I think boasting is sort of editorializing, isn't it? Would you do that in your columns? Would you say boasting? I think that's boast. I didn't think it was boasting. That's what no, you they say. said boasting. Said in the, oh, no. I didn't say boasting. It said boasting. I just saw it. It said boasting. Um, Boast would be a good first word. Be meantime. No, that's or, overnight. I, there's a job job of, uh, a yeah. job available Pretty for you, both for of you, if, right. you, if you want it. Um, it's been available for a while now. Credit Suisse announcing that its CEO, uh, Thomas Gostein, is stepping down. The move coming uh, after the bank reported a massive second quarter loss, citing poor bank performance and mounting litigation provisions. Uh, he had taken over that CEO position in early 2020 after his predecessor, if you remember, resigned amid that spying scandal. The bank has... Uh, now named Ulrich Corner, its new CEO, effective immediately. He previously ran the bank's asset management division. You want you want the gig? What is that? It'll come up. It'll 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 be available. Be back again? At, yeah, at this rate, every couple of years. What do you think? Is it based here? No, you could be. You could live. In, you could live in Zurich. Or Davos. I, I don't think. No, skiing is fabulous. No, I like it here. I like America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. There are, uh, <laughs> there are thousands How many ways of, can we get up? Uh, there are thousands <laughs> of new losers this morning uh, after no winning tickets were sold in last night's Mega Millions. Which makes lottery. the opportunity to be a winner even bigger. That's Come right. on. Uh, think about it like that. I think of it as I round down. Nobody wins. Glass half full, round my down. Keep dreaming. It's a tax on the stupid. <laughs> The jackpot of $830 million is expected to grow above $1 billion for Friday night's uh, drawing. I will admit I bought a ticket. Huh? Not, not for you this past one, no. but for like last week. You bought one? When it was like $450 million. Did you? Yeah, just because I thought it was fun. I'm here, so obviously I didn't win. you made fun of me for like 
trying to bet on baseball, pick five people. I spent $2. That's all I spend. Yeah. Like sometimes I make 35 You spend it again Yeah, and but again. I, sometimes I make 35 I'm a one-time loser. Yesterday I had it made. And I, I did that dream time. is worth way more than a buck. Think about it like that. You know, natural gas, $9? Yeah. A million BTUs? Cheap, if you break I, it no, down it just per sounds BTU. Like, it, that sounds like a pretty good deal. What else can you buy a million of for $9? Molecules of water. Okay, okay, if you break it down that way. But you know what is interesting? Like nine lottery How tickets. much does a barrel of Coke cost, or a barrel of water cost, a lot more. Somebody versus was, a barrel of oil? Somebody a was tweeting that per gallon, in the Senate, they have something, they have either 12-ounce cans or 16-ounce cans of soda. Yeah. If you buy the 16-ounce can, you're actually paying more. It's something like $19 a gallon. If you buy the 12-ounce can, it's closer to 11 or $12 right. a gallon. I just saw this this morning on Twitter. But they were just pointing out that people will drive way far out of their way to right, get a couple cents gas. cheaper on gas, but they'll buy the 16 ounces in general, instead of the We think a $4 ounce. a gallon of gas is expensive, and Coca-Cola is much more expensive. It is. Yeah. It is. All right, when we come back, but you don't need it. You don't need to use as much no. Coca-Cola as you do gas. Coffee. <laughs> Maybe that by the gallon. Cheese will be next. Next on Squawk Pod. Disney owned Hulu, coming out of controversy over refusing certain political ads. Now, the platform says it will accept them all. The Axios reporter who broke the story, Sarah Fisher. If you're going to put an ad on cable, you can only target by age and gender. If you're going to put an ad through streaming with Hulu, you could target to suburban moms, you can target to voters with pets, whatever it is that you want. And later, Twitter wants its shareholders to approve Elon Musk's $44 billion acquisition that he says he won't do. But what do we know about Miami? What do we know about Miami and the tryst? The latest on the legal drama and more. I think we've moved on from that. Joe has it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager. You're listening to Squawk Pod. Three, two, stand Andrew by. Up and Andrew, Q. Welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square this morning. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Becky Quick and Joe Kernan. Streaming service Hulu is now in hot water with Democratic organizations who are accusing it of censorship. This after the Disney control platform rejected ads on abortion and guns. Eric Desenhall, CEO of crisis management firm Desenhall Resources with us and Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher, who tells us she can break some news on this story. So let's start there. Sarah, what's happening? Yes, Andrew. So prior to today, Hulu could only accept ads for candidates. But moving forward, effective immediately, Hulu will accept issue ads. And it's a big change because it brings Hulu to parity with the same policies that Disney uses to govern its cable networks, as well as ESPN+. Now, the reason they're making this change, they say, they told me, is because 
They've owned Hulu most of it now for a few years, and they've been considering ways that they could bring it to parity with some of ESPN's other properties. I think what's happened in the past few days has sort of made them realize that they need to move quickly on making these changes and communicating them. But it's a big change for Hulu, Andrew, because if you think about it, the political ad landscape is moving so quickly into streaming. It's a landmine there, and especially for issue ads uh, in addition to candidate ads. Hey, uh, before we get to, to Eric, Sarah, what, what about the just possibility they say, you know what, let's not do, let's just get out of the political advertising business. I mean, how much is that business worth to them? Well, we could probably just figure out the math. So to date, $2.9 billion have been spent on the midterms. I think you're going to see somewhere between 7 and $8 billion spent. Now, about a fifth of that is probably going to go to CTV. And think about which streaming platforms really own CTV advertising right now. I mean, Hulu is one of the top players. So you're actually vying for a bucket of cash. It could be upwards of around $2 billion between just you and a few other streaming properties. It's a pretty significant amount of money. And then the other thing is, Andrew, why wouldn't you want to stay in it? I know that there have been some platforms, TikTok, Twitter, that have gotten out completely. But if ESPN Plus is in the political ads game, if Disney accepts it for their other cable networks. What's the big risk of now adding it to Hulu? Now, it's important to note they aren't going to be accepting political ads for Disney Plus, at least when they launch ads this fall uh, or later this year quite yet. But they do plan on, you know, evaluating their policies over time. And I think this is not new to Disney trying to figure out how you manage political ads. I can't see why they think it's too risky to stay in. Eric, good business or bad business to be in the political advertising arena? And, and, and what do you make of the sort of I don't know if it's a flip flop or what we're going to how we're going to. Uh describe what's happened here. Well, Sarah may know more about this than I do, but my understanding is there is going to be uh, possibly some editing in terms of things that they're going to accept, words they're going to allow people to use. I mean, my view is a calculated risk. And one of the things that companies have learned in the last few years is there is some danger in listening to a small cohort of advisors on Madison Avenue or Wilshire Boulevard who have trouble understanding that there's a country in between. And I, I think they're going to have to be very, very careful about how deeply they wade into this based on these advisors as well as a small cohort of people on Twitter. Um, I, I think that you have a whole country out there that doesn't share certain views. And what these companies have to think of is who do you want as a motivated adversary, the left or the right? And it depends on the stance you take on particular issues. Uh, Sarah, in, in terms of, uh, I wanna go back to the question you posed, which is what's the difference between advertising on Hulu uh, versus advertising on some of the cable networks, there's a bit of a different sort of experience. And I don't know, I think we should define what's happening here because it's unclear whether we're talking about advertising that's running on Hulu Live, which actually is much more akin to cable television. And, uh, you know, they're the, the opportunity for the insertions in, into that experience versus what you're seeing on Hulu, the sort of classic service that we know in terms uh, and and the sort of pre-roll that you see and that experience my understanding is that it's the same the difference is that how you get the service is over the air it's internet and that means that regardless of whether or not it's hulu with live tv or it's hulu on demand the same restrictions that would apply to local broadcasts do not apply to hulu uh, and so the reason that you would be incentivized to you know work with hulu on this is because 
One, you can more freely communicate in some ways. But then two, Andrew, this is the big thing, is you can target ads better. You know, if you're going to put an ad on cable, you can only target by age and gender. If you're going to put an ad through streaming with Hulu, you could target to suburban moms. You can target to voters with pets, whatever it is that you want. Now, the third bucket here that everyone should be mindful of is that there's completely different rules for broadcasts. And Disney owns a broadcast network, ABC, as well as ABC's local affiliates. The way that broadcast rules are structured is that you can't legally you know, deny any candidate ad and you can't really make edits to it unless there's something like obscenity in it. But just to quickly go back to Eric's point on the edits, it's not like Disney is going to be making these edits ad hoc. They have a very strict guideline of things that they can't and they can accept. For example, they're not going to accept an ad that has font that's so tiny that the reader could and see it. That's typically the types of edits that they're coming back to clients with. I used to sell political ads. I'm telling you, it's not as nefarious as, well, we don't like the way that you're describing this debate. It's really more technical. Eric, Eric um, going, going back quickly to, to what you said, I, I used to think what you're saying, that Madison Avenue, uh, Wilshire Boulevard, and a small cohort of Twitterati do not speak. for the, I'm not so sure anymore. And I used to say, Every, every election, that's it's the only time when we really get to, to poll actual America uh, and Americans. So we'll have one in November. We got another one in, in 2024. Arthur Brooks always said that the country is still center, maybe a little bit center right. I don't know if that's still true. Are you saying, what, what are you saying? Well, what I'm saying is that progressives fight better with the media and do better at influencing Wait a minute. media what? companies. Well, what? I know it's shocking what? to you, but here's what you're here's what you have to understand. Where conservatives fight better is politically. And so what you saw happening with Disney is the response was not cultural. It was political because this is where Republicans tend to have their authority. And so you have to look at where do you want your enemies to be? Uh, I don't believe go woke, go broke. What I do believe is tread very lightly, because I can tell you from my practice, for every company that takes a woke position and blows itself up, there are a dozen that don't take that position and do just fine. Eric and Sarah, I want to thank you for the conversation and the debate. We should note that our parent company, Comcast, owns a minority stake in Hulu. Twitter and Elon Musk are set to appear uh, in court in October over his termination of the deal to buy the company. Uh, I, I like this story, I understand it, but what do we know about Miami? What do we know about Miami and the tryst? But uh, Twitter is proceeding as if the deal is still on. The company scheduled a shareholder vote on We've the deal. We've moved on from that. <laughs> Joe has it. What do we know? For we know its, nothing. For we know September he says 13. it's not true. Yeah, but if the, we say the Wall Street Journal is standing Street by the Journal? story. Wall Street Journal? Are they gonna write some tabloid crap that totally wrong I is that possible figure the whole thing out i know well, i actually it's it's funny because we know a lot of i know the writers and the editors who, are, who wrote the piece so <laughs> I, on their side i so think you've moved on <laughs> only i'm still focused okay uh, but i wasn't bringing it up uh, i know maybe you should we try to have viewers watch not you not watch so what do you think well you love water cooler stuff so what but what so you have the Wall Street Journal. No, I believe him. I believe him. You believe him? I do. Okay. I believe him because he was only in, in Miami for four hours, supposedly, with right. the plane records. If that's wrong, What about the birthday party? You know about that? The, the one, see, he, you know a lot. Not the one that he was at this week? 
Hmm? This week where he was? Or? No, there was another. There was, she so had, it wasn't, but I thought no. it was, the tryst was Miami, supposedly. Yes, but she also had a birthday party in New York City. Okay. That he seemed to fly into, fly okay. in for. Okay, but he said he's but seen, be her, other people there he's seen her the, a couple of times in six I don't, months. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. I want to believe him. He has been very vociferous in terms of what he said. But I also think that I like to think that the journal has high standards, right, so exactly. it's hard to know. And we know that he's all over the frickin' place, like Johnny Appleseed. I mean, right? <laughs> what? what? We gotta go to commercial break immediately, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore on this show. It's very hard to really- It's good though, it's good though isn't it? Come on, know. Savannah. That's our podcast for this Wednesday. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Catch them weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 a.m. Eastern. And get the best parts of our TV show by following SquawkPod wherever you get your podcasts. Have a lovely day. And let's do this again tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.